Michael Pappas is here, Managing Director of Vios Advisors at Rockefeller Capital Management. Thank you for being here in person. Thank you for having um, me. It's great to be down wonderful. here. I know your office is back up and running. Everybody is full force here. Um, and it's been a tough year. 2022 has been a tough year. You know, this is the end of it at this point. Um, what are you telling folks as they're wrapping up 2022? Yeah, look, I think the hardest part for this year that's, that really no one expected was fixed income was down and equities were down and fixed yeah. income was having one of the worst years ever uh, and obviously it's due to the jump in rates and jump in inflation but again it becomes a cliche but I think now more than ever people need to follow a plan because anytime there's a lot of volatility when people try to change what they're doing and try to chase returns or chase chase something that they're not used to then that's when the whole allocation gets messed up and I right. think sticking to a plan changing it tweaking it combination of alternatives, a combination of fixed income, combination of equities. That's what we're advising right now. Yeah, and I, I do want to talk about some investing ideas and, and themes for the new year. But you did say you have some best practices, end of the year, um, things, you know, tax loss selling, charitable giving. Um, those are some of the things that people really consider at this time, right? Right. That's one of the most important parts. Because Tell us about that. Anytime you have a year like this where you can take losses to offset gains, it's, mm -hmm. it's imperative that, that you do that, especially in, in a year like this where you can take some fixed income losses as well as equity losses. There's also uh, charitable giving on uh, stocks or companies that have gains. That's, that's another way to offset a tax consequence. And also, on the charitable side, it's a nice gift to give right. because a lot of charities are hurting right now because of the markets and donations are down. Right, and you can give to the children and grand right. and grandchildren, right? Gifting, um, yeah. You can do gifting as yeah. well. Tell me a little bit about the outlook for 2023. You said stay the course, don't start trying to chase or guess what's going to be the next uh, growth or crazy winner, right? right. What, what would be maybe probably a good blend in a portfolio? That's a good question. I think I think uh, the next couple of weeks are going to be very telling with mm -hmm. the CPI numbers, PPI numbers. Yeah. The Fed is next week as well. And I think what we're trying to do is keep, you know, between 25 and 30 percent alternatives. Uh, this is just for a regular model portfolio, moderate risk. Uh, keep a portion of fixed income, 30 to 40 percent, and then keep a portion of uh, high quality earnings based equities who are, you know, companies and strategies that are unique to the street and unique to to the indices. I think active management right now is probably one of the most important times yeah. for uh, active management for on the equity side. Yeah, tell me more about that because people sometimes think, oh, everything's going to come back. Well, everything's not going to come back, right? Right. right. Um, so you really need to have an active manager who you're speaking with. Um, I don't know. Is everything going to come back? Maybe it will. You tell me. Uh, look, I think active management is important right now, and we, we do a lot of due diligence on the manager we use. Part of our unique selling point and part of our unique model that we have for clients is mm -hmm. using managers where we know the CEOs, we know the portfolio managers, we trust them, they trust us. And that relationship carries over into outperforming the indices. I mean, if you can right. outperform by five or 600 basis points on the downside, that, that is huge for when the recovery happens. But I don't think it's a blanket recovery. And, really you know, don't. as I see, you had some notes on earnings. And, you know, the idea here was at the end of the year and the company's earnings, and they're basically really coming in a little lower than expected, a lot lower than expected. And right. maybe some of the earnings revisions for next year are even too optimistic. Are you worried that um, things are even feeling a little too optimistic for 2023? Look, I think the earnings are coming in lower, but it's it's expected. The other, the other component to it, a lot of these companies are making money, and they're sitting on boatloads of cash. Yeah. Uh, if it's the right companies. And I just think 
sometimes we get caught up as a, as a, as a street and as a society only looking at the problem, only looking at the companies that are, that are getting slammed, but there, there is a lot of value out there. Uh, I think right. overly optimistic is not the way to play it. It's more to be cautiously optimistic. I think there is value in, in, these, in these markets and, and you know, keep the long-term perspective. I mean, what three to five say, years yeah, is yeah. an important component. What would you say to some of the more high flyers, whether it's tech or FANG or EVs or Bitcoin or things like that that people love to invest in? Look, I think, I think it's more important to be in, in quality names with cash on the balance sheet, quality mm -hmm. growth. Dividend uh, payers. Dividend paying. Right. Uh, you know, you're getting three to five percent on a, on a company that's trading at eight times earnings. That's something that, that, that is where we prefer our clients and yeah. we prefer to stay more conservative in that space. And I know you cater and have a lot of high net worth clients, you know, in your wealth management part of the business. We were just talking about Aaron Judge here in New York. I mean, this payout <laughs> that he's getting is huge. I, you know, I almost fell off my chair with this $360 million contract. Um, you know, I know you have a lot of high profile, I'm not saying he's your client, yeah. but you have a lot of high profile clients like that. Um, what do you advise them, which would be similar, I'm sure, but they have a lot more money to contend with. Yeah, I think the most unique part of what they do and these athletes and entertainers do is they have a shorter career, but they make massive amounts of money in a short right. time. So what we try to do with, with our athletes and our entertainer clients is, you know, stick to a plan, but it's also something that they're getting a bunch of cash at one time, whether it's a movie, yeah. whether it's a concert, whether it's, whether it's for to play a sport. So we try to dollar cost average in. We never put everything in at one time. You know, take over three, six, nine months and create a plan for them for post-career. Because, you know, some of these, some of these people are between 30 and 40 right. with all this money. I mean, money. they're not even thinking about estate planning, but I mean, they right. want to, we know the stats, right? And we have so many stats on NFL players and right. so many great, great athletes that get so much money and then they have no money. Right. Um, poor management, poor spending habits, right. whatever. Um, and so they really need to think about the long term. Yeah, Final we, thought for yeah, 2023? Look, we try to just, on the athlete note, we try to keep them focused and educate them as much as we can. It's become yeah. a passion of mine because I do see so many people that have, have lost so much money. I think it's just more of an educational process to begin with and then create a plan for them and sticking for them for the yeah. future. And what would you tell young folks? I mean, I don't think we do enough for teaching financial literacy in 100%. schools. Um, you know, it's such an important part of life. I mean, I don't right. care if you're selling guitars, or you're the president <laughs> of the United States, whatever. Right. Um, you really need to have a sense of business. I mean, what do you tell younger folks? Yeah, we try to do, uh, we have an internship program where we try to do a lot of that planning for, mm -hmm. our, for our students. We also take time to mentor kids and mentor. The, the, the most important yeah. thing is creating a personal balance sheet understanding what your spending habits are relative to your income. And then it's, it becomes very basic and it can shift into a complicated yeah. estate plan once the money starts coming in. But I right. think it's just you know, making sure they understand their personal balance sheet. Right, but you think in the long term we'll be okay in a few years, I guess. <laughs> we yes. have to be patient. Michael Bappas, <laughs> you'll be on a lot of times between Great. now and then. <laughs> Michael Bappas, Managing Director of Vios Advisors at Rockefeller Capital Management. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you.